This is Bucket Talk, a weekly podcast for people who work in the trades and construction that aren't just trying to survive, but have the ambition and desire to thrive. The opportunity in the trades and construction is absolutely ridiculous right now. So if you're hungry, it's time to eat. We discuss what it takes to rise from the bottom to the top with people who are well on their way and roll up their sleeves every single day. This is Jeremy and Eric here with Bucket Talk, powered by Brunt. This episode, we have George DeJesus, also known as George the Plumber on Instagram. But before we jump in, Eric, what's up? All right, all right. Things are starting to get a little more exciting over here at Brunt now that uh, we've been testing the traveling a little bit over the past few weeks with the team going to some NASCAR events and and everyone seemed to come back happy and healthy. We're going to hit the road a lot more, start going to a lot more trade shows, we're even looking into professional bull riding, potentially doing some more events there. And so, so yeah, so we're going to be on the road. We're starting to plan some stuff, a lot of exciting stuff. Some we can share, some we can't, but uh, for any listeners out there that have some interesting, unique ideas, whether it's a trade show or an event or a sponsorship um, for something really unique and cool that kind of fits in with what we do here at Brunt, we're all ears. So shoot us a note. Jeremy, what about you? Well, as a previous guest and as future guests will we'll attest to, the uh, labor shortage is real, and I'm going to be feeling it. I have my two employees. They helped us set up the barn, and they've been with us for a year. They're moving on to bigger and better things, and now it is time to start the hiring process. So it'll be interesting to find a local person that has equestrian background and and really wanting to take the reins in a job that's really hands-on and hard to do. And they're, like I said, they're few and far between, but I guess I joined the masses when it comes to uh, trying to find the right person for the right job. All right. All right. Well, best of luck to you there and let's jump in. All right. We're here with George De Jesus. George goes by the Instagram handle, George, the plumber, George, welcome. Yeah, thank you for having me on. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. We're glad to have you. Yeah. I appreciate you know what? it. I, I like the late night ones. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't, it's, you know. it's also Go good when we uh, align on the same time zones. It's always difficult to, to hit the Cali guys and stuff. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't even think about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's tricky. George, give us a little bit of background about yourself. How'd you get into the plumbing industry? Like, go as far back as, uh, as, far back as, as you're comfortable with. I, mean, I think I, I've probably told the story so many times. <laughs> if you got to watch my video from uh, American Plumbing Stories, that same mm-hmm. thing. It basically started uh, when my dad was a general contractor, and he basically used to take us to work with us because uh, it was just a way for daycare. Kind of watch us during the day instead of uh, having someone watch us. He took us work, which kind of got us into most was my my, my brother's a carpenter. I'm a plumber. I, t- I chose to do plumbing trade because he did a little of everything, and I just happened to enjoy more of just putting stuff together and. Honestly, I think I was more playing with the torch <laughs> at the time yeah. as a young kid, yeah. like burning stuff, you know, um, and not really realizing what actually what I would want to do the rest of my life. You know, um, in high school, you know, I had no really direction. I mean, I, I enjoyed working my hands. I wasn't really good. Anything that was uh, book related, I still suck at that. I can't read anything and, and just I just forget what I read. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But if it has something I could do with my hands, one time I got it. You know, I forgot real quick. It kind of left me going to, you know, I'm going to have to do a trade job or something with my hands. And um, actually, it was computer repairs was one of them, and, and plumbing was another one. The two I was actually going towards. One of the guys we did a lot of work for, he had a lot of properties. And uh, he told me that, you know, computers will be outsourced. 
but working as a plumber with your hands, you will never not have a job. And I love saying that because to this day, it's true. I mean, uh, I it's going on 28 years. I bounced a lot of jobs and, and I don't even know how many, I mean, I think honestly, I was like every three years I had a job. Sorry, every three years I switched jobs, but I never left not having a job in place. You know, basically I just see who's who's hiring. And I had a job. I would leave that job next day, start another job without even a time off. I have never collected unemployment. I wouldn't even know how to start. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I honestly, I, I'm, I'm going to be 47 years old. I've never done that. I wouldn't even know how to start that. And I don't think I'll ever have to because yeah. I, I work in the trades, Yeah, you know, this is my second time starting my company. I actually had a company I started in 04, right? I first got my, my plumbing license in 04 and I grew too big, too fast. And then when the economy crashed, I kind of went with it. I, lo- I basically lost everything. I lost, uh, got divorced, lost, uh, my house, lost everything. Went and got a job, still did some plumbing. I started working for Habitat for Humanity for a couple of years oh, and wow. doing plumbing as well. I was a site supervisor, never did it before, never really built a house before. So they gave me a thousand square foot house that was basically partially done and says, have at it. <laughs> wow. If it wasn't for YouTube and learning how to cut rafters, I was literally watching YouTube videos and learning the math, watching YouTube videos to go to the site the next day do orientation and teach a bunch of volunteers how to do it that I just learned yeah. <laughs> and build a house. Yeah. Um, but again, it's, like I said before, if I could do it and watch it and, and do it once in my hands, I learn it. And that's what exactly what it was. And so you're a project manager from start to finish or, or yeah. is it- um, so the first house they put me on, yeah. this foundation was done and the floor was done. So okay. there's no walls up yet. Yeah. Yeah. But they gave me a set of plans and I took it from that point on. And then I basically finished the house from there. Whole um, trial by fire there. Wow. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Basically, yes. They dropped me off in the site and then and they gave me a set of plans. And I, you know, just kind of, you know, I did carpentry school. My father did GC work. So I, I had it. But it was just the part where I had to teach it and also do it, which made it tougher, you know. I worked for Habitat for about uh two and a half years, right? Three years. And an opportunity came up to work in Midtown Manhattan as a plumber. So I took that. You know, that was a uh, that was some journey. I don't think I've really talked about that too much. So, um, so, so actually, that's actually a good point. So Midtown Manhattan, I mean, that's pretty elite, correct? And, and so you're dealing with some pretty interesting and, and even older houses, correct? Not houses. The company I worked for only worked in high-end hotels. Oh, wow. Like the Four Seasons, you know, the New York Palace. That's really all they worked in, hotels only. And they were only in Midtown. They wouldn't leave Midtown. Holy cow. Wow. They got me in there as a service guy in the beginning. So I was just doing work at the little restaurants, you know, you know, like, you know, just fixing some little calls at the restaurants that were really not an issue. And then I happened to see an opportunity where, um, I don't know if it was a good thing to do, but bad thing, but I'm kind of the guys where I, I, I kind of don't know where to stop. You know, I keep pushing. Yeah. I realized they had me bidding jobs. So I literally came to work one day, not in work clothes and a button down shirt and black pants and changed my role, <laughs> <laughs> which is, which was bad because um, I went from working on my hands to basically overseeing and bidding jobs. You know I mean? I bid jobs at the Javits. I mean, I bid some interesting jobs that were, I was really, you know, it was different. Then I had to manage and get materials and oversee the jobs, make sure the jobs went correctly. The bad part about that is that at the end, um, I was making less than I'm making here, you know? So I, that's why kind of why I left there. I was basically leave my house at five, four to get home eight o'clock every single night, you know? And it's like, ugh, you know, it, wasn't, seems, it was, huh? No, I was going to say that seems to be like a, 
a high level takeaway too, is the fact that, um, I do see that a lot of guys have moved from their bodies are tired or they're, they're just kind of done with the monotony and they, they branch out to a management role or supervisory role and realize they were, they're making, you know, a third, if not half of what they were making and they're kind of losing it as the day goes on, you know what I mean? And they just want to get back in the trades and do it. So it's always good to get on the neighbor's lawn and then realize that your lawn ain't so bad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, you know what they say about New York city? If you can work in New York city as a plumber, you can work anywhere in the world. That is so true. I believe it. Um, The stuff we worked there and the stuff that we did and uh, the buildings we worked in, we just did it. Sometimes I didn't, I didn't physically have to do them, but I had to find a crew. I had to find the people to do it. I had to get the materials. I had to manage that. And um, what I took away from that is that I'm not afraid of doing any jobs now. If I go to a job and I know I can sell it and bid it and make money on it, I'll find the right people to do it. And I'm not afraid of that. Or yeah. I've gotten get working there. I, I got that experience. The biggest job that really opened me up there is when um, the Lexington Hotel had a fire. Mm. And... Um, they wanted some plumbing work done because the building shut down. They had to fire the building. So Friday, I looked at the job. Friday afternoon, I was going to, to Long Island City to get materials, enough materials for every possible thing to go wrong yep. to cover every basis. And I had a crew in that job site from Friday night to, I think, Sunday night straight. And I had all the materials for that job. No matter what went wrong, I had everything covered. I think that was really where uh, that changed for me, you know, where I decided I could do this job. I could do that job and I could do it good, you know, and yeah. I still do that to this day. Um, even my boiler installs, I make a list. I look at the job and um, I might get something to get a little more material than I necessarily need, but I don't have to leave the job. I get the job done. I get the jobs done by two o'clock, sometimes one o'clock because I don't have to leave. Everything yeah. is there. You know, it's being efficient. You well, know, that's, a, that that, that's an amazing point as well. For a lot of people, I mean, I come from the automotive industry and, and I never really understood how some of these senior guys ended up putting it together. Like I knew all the bits and pieces, but it was really kind of bringing it all together. And then one day you, I, I don't even remember when it was, but one of these days I had this aha moment and everything really clicked. And then yeah. I was able to take it to the next level. And yeah. we've interviewed you standing there. You're yeah. Standing, all of a sudden you see it in your head. You're like, ah. I need that, 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 that. Okay, I got that. And you're just, you're just drawing in your head what's going on on in front of you, and you just make a materialist from what you're, you're staring at. A right, blank, and a then blank wall. And then you instantly know? you're on, you're on a whole nother level. Now you've just elevated your game. Now it's like I can do this. I can yeah. do this by myself. I can do this in any situation. It's a great feeling. I think I was there two and a half, three years. <laughs> So what's some of the craziest things? I mean, working in basements of hotels, you had to, I mean, do you guys deal with rat problems? I mean, Uh, you know, what my favorite part working in New York city was, is getting to the roof of the buildings and climbing the towers and getting on the top of the building and looking down and taking pictures. Oh my God. It's my favorite thing I used to do. (laughs) I'm afraid Um, of heights. (laughs) My favorite building I've ever been on um, was the London. The London hotel doesn't tear. It's straight. So when you get to the top of the building, I think it's 54 stories, you can literally walk to the edge and look straight down, oh. straight down. Where a lot of other buildings tear out, so you don't see that. This one you see straight down, and the building sways. You feel the wind. On the windy days, you're up top, you feel it move. No way. <laughs> yeah. The London, believe it or not, actually has, when it was built, uh, I think it's like two, three stories on top that was designed for a bell tower, for a bell. They never put a bell in, but the void is there. It's pretty cool. Oh, wow. that is, that is interesting. Wow. So yeah, you get no, to see I, some of the places that people don't get to see. 
Oh, no, no. I, I, yeah, definitely. And it was great. I just I used to just walk in and walk to the building, say hi to, to the security, walk upstairs. It was pretty cool. I mean, uh, got to see some people. I think I saw Joe Montana. I've seen the guys from uh, Impractical Jokers. I mean, you just walk around on the streets and you see them. They're just yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. You know, the food, too. Oh, my God. Hot dogs. The dirty <laughs> water dogs. Yeah. The dirty <laughs> cart, the better the food. <laughs> 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 yeah, coffee there. I used to get into the city about 6... 6.30, and I drove in. Drove in, drove out every single day. Had a company vehicle. I used to drive everywhere. I, used, I, I, I actually never took a subway. Still have never taken a subway because I drove. I had a car, you know. So I'm having a car in the city um, working for a company. Sometimes you uh, pay the meter, and you go back outside, and your car is not there. <laughs> <laughs> they just... Towed it away. Go now on. you gotta figure out. Now you gotta play that game and figure out where was your car. Yeah, <laughs> who do you even freaking call? I used point? to. I used to work. I serious. I honestly got it right out of the military. I worked in a small garage in Boston, yeah. and it didn't have enough parking for our customers' vehicles. So we used to put it in one hour parking, and we used to forget all the time. And our customers' car was towed away. And so, like we we had to run down to impound, pay to get it out, and then bring it back to the shop. Oh it was God. oh, dude, I know the city feel. Tickets are a thing. You just get them, yeah. you pay them, and, and yeah, that's part of it. It's part of doing business there. It's supposed yeah. that. Yeah, and um, then actually, uh, believe it or not, when I left the city, I actually went back to the company I started in '94. Yeah, I actually went back to him. He was looking for an installer for boilers, and I wanted a different pace. And uh, I figured, ah, oh, what the hell. And back to that mindset where I kind of always visually see stuff and make everything more efficient. He had, I think, uh, two or three guys doing oil and gas conversions, sometimes two or three days. Mm-hmm. I took it to a pal type. Well, I still do. If you don't see my installs, it's on a piece of plywood. Mm-hmm. Yep. I still do them that way. Working at places where I got them perfected. We got it down to me and a guy in a day and a half. Nice. Yeah. Just because prefabbing and get everything done and just seeing it and just doing it and not thinking about it. But it yeah. was rough. I mean, it was a, a hustle. It was a hustle that we did. And it was like nonstop. We would come home, burnt, done. Didn't want to see, didn't want to do anything. Now you know, is, and, it, um, is, is one of the tips is, is working with the same manufacturer, same boiler setup. Um, oh my God. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like the, uh, you see, I, I put the yellow boys in I mm-hmm. kinetics mm-hmm. Um, for starters. Um, I, most of us put in what are, what supported well in our area. That yeah. one supported well in our area. Yeah. I think but, we have vice Weissman. I don't even remember. Weissman, how yes. to pronounce. Yeah. Yep. So we have yep. that up in our yep. area. So, yeah, and, you're right. And you probably have great support. So that's, yeah. you know, so it all comes to support because it's everything's going to break. Who's yeah. going to help you when it breaks? These boys are New Jersey, they're New Jersey based company. I've done some of them that where I do them and I'm done. I over fire boiler and I'm usually done by one o'clock. Oh, nice. You know, floor to ceiling repipe, you know, and because I, I don't think about it. It's just really it's the same thing over and over and over again. It does, repetition makes it faster. Mm-hmm. You know, you just get yeah. better at it, you know. Now you just try to find a way to do it faster. <laughs> you know, what, what can I do to make it faster? Like now I'm bending to make it faster, <laughs> you know, so. Well, I mean, know, it, but, it goes down to the diags too. I mean, you, yeah. you, you at the first one, you actually have to diagnose it. You know, what's going wrong? What switch is, oh you know, yeah. not working? What, what yeah. circuit board? Now it's like, all right, I know what this model, the circuit board goes all the time. And yeah, you just, exactly. your calls have gone from, you know, a two to three hour diag to like 15 yeah. minutes. Correct. You're just walking with, mm-hmm. oh, you have no heat? Oh, let me walk with this. I know exactly what it is. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, that's, I, I, I can tell them, we'll take care of it. You know? <laughs> and that's and that's awesome. I mean, that's a great feeling to yeah. to really be on top of the game and be able to, to do that. No, it's fun. I mean, uh, that's my two things I love doing. Um, I love doing drain cleaning. I love doing boilers. Believe it or not, I'm, I do plumbing. I love. I, I don't mind roughing houses. Yeah. It just doesn't pay. 
it doesn't pay. It doesn't make enough money. It's and it takes too long to get paid from jobs. It's not worth. It's just and, and why I, is that? I, I just you, you know, to, you usually have to work for a contract, and you're getting paid stages. Yeah, and yep. I'm the kind of person where I need to be. I, I need satisfaction now, and mm-hmm. if I have yep. to wait, you know, ninety days to get paid because you didn't put that towel up yet. Yeah, that's not for me. Like I do a boiler, I'm done. I get paid today. I'm gone. Done. You don't see. I don't see a customer again. There's too much variance. There is the fact that like there's too many possibilities of going wrong, and then you know you got to stick to your bid, and then you know you're. That, oh, that that too. That's the whole another thing. There's always change orders, but um, when you're doing a, a new construction, usually it's a. Uh, there's percentages when the jobs get done. Yeah. So um, lots of times the contractor, you know, they, they run out of money. They're waiting for that last paycheck to call you to put the toilet in. Yeah. And now you don't get paid your last percentage of the job because you didn't put the toilet in. Now you're chasing money for a toilet. And that happens all the time. You know, or they, oh, we'll pay you the next, we'll, we'll, when you start the next, when they start the next job, they pay you the full balance. And now you're, now you're still chasing money. Yeah, I don't play that game. Yeah. I don't have patience for that. Um, I don't mind the work. I just, usually that's what always happens. With con- even if you have a good contractor, something always happens where, you're chasing money. So I'd rather just work with homeowners. I don't even do commercial work. I don't even do restaurants because I'm chasing money with those people. So I just, yeah. yep. you know, homeowners understand when I get there, here's the price. I walk out the door with a check or credit card. Done. Mm-hmm. No question asked. Yeah. You know, that's awesome. More important, you know? Yeah. Um, yep. So how'd you get to, to the stage where you're at? You're just on your own, doing your own thing, your own truck and, and just really freedom to the extreme. Freedom, yeah. <laughs> well, depending how you look at it. Yeah, yeah. So we went to Wet Show two years ago before COVID. All my friends are there. We're all hanging out and we're talking. They know my sales are. They know what I produce. They know how much I work at the other job. They just kept telling me, you know, says, look, you're wasted talent working for a company. You should be working for yourself. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't want to do that. I already failed one time. I don't want to do it again. I'm afraid. I don't want to do it, you know, and, and I just, fault myself. And I came back the place I was working in was a six, 12 hour days. It was a shift eight to eight Monday to Saturday. I wow. want to stop working Saturdays. The Saturday situation kind of bumped to heads with the owner. And when the, we started bumping heads, basically he went out of my pocket because I was commission based. So I was hundred percent commission based, no hourly, nothing. So if I didn't produce anything or bring any money in, I got nothing. I could have worked a 12 hour day and made 12 bucks nope. the whole day. Not for me. So, yep. yeah. So um, that, that's what started happening. It made it to the point where I'm like, if I can make $1,200 a week, yeah, I should be on my own. My wife basically knows that I was getting at that point where I'm getting that three-year itch kind of thing. She's like, you yep. need to go on your own. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you need to go on your own. She said that. I went online and LegalZoom and registered a company. The minute, the minute I got everything from my company, it was like seven days. I got everything I needed. I started slowly marketing. Now that I was marketing, getting calls when they would send me home and tell me that because that, we worked from eight to eight and you were done at three o'clock, you had to sit in the truck and uniform, wait for the call so they can call you to go out. You're not going to pay for it. You're getting, you have to sit there and wait. So I started my own company at three o'clock when he went home, I switched trucks and did my stuff. He would call yeah. me. I was not available. That's it. And then I was making more at one night service calls that I was making my week pay working for him. I patiently waited and then... um. I tried to wait as long as possible, but then we started really bumping heads towards why I, I just decided to quit. I was done. I walked away. That's it. Walked in, had my tablet and left. That's it. And that was in August of uh, 2020. Yeah, 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. When you decided to start testing the waters on your own, how did you do your early marketing? Like, you know, going from someone else doing all your marketing to all of a sudden you've got to do it. And 
get customers and, and get people that actually want to give you money to do the job, let alone meet them. How, how'd you even start? I started using a software um, that was uh, that that did some some little marketing for me that kind of got me out there and made my phone ring. And uh, I basically took it from there. I didn't need many calls at that point. I really needed one a day, two a day to basically pay what I was paying because, you know, because where we are, our rates are, are different. So it doesn't take much to make what I was making there in a week to make it in one night, you know, doing side calls. So it wasn't you like, know, it wasn't like social media or no, actually a, an ad. In the yeah, paper. no, nope. Social media, believe it or not, like my Instagram page. Yeah. I don't get any work. I, I get no work out of that. I don't even, yeah. I don't even care about that. That's not even what it's for, you know? So I don't even, people tell me I should use it for that. I'm like, that's not what I want it for. This yeah. is my personal page. This is not yeah. my business page. It's not meant for me to get work out of it. It's not why mm-hmm. I built it. It's not why I did it. I did it to really post what I enjoy doing every day because I, I work on myself to share mm-hmm. what I do. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. When I left in August um, and went on my own, I had my pickup truck with a cap on it. Hated it every minute. Oh my God. And, but I was doing um, five, six calls a day. You know, I was looking for trucks since May, but in October, that one red truck I have now, popped yeah. up. hard to come by. That particular body, that Hackney aluminum body that's designed for plumbers on a cab over, impossible to find. Really? I found it three hours away. Went and picked it up Saturday morning and drove it home. Now I'm replacing it. That particular body is, um, for plumbers who know what that body is and has have ever worked out of that body, they want that body. It's just really? simple as that. It's really designed perfectly for a plumber. It has every bin, everything's adjustable. It stores two water heaters, you know. When I had that, I mean, now I'm doing like, uh, oh my God, this week alone. I don't even know. I think uh, I did 27 calls this week already. <laughs> <laughs> I still have tomorrow. <laughs> so is that, is that are, are, so now, so so the idea was to get away from Saturdays and and I was at that juncture too. I mean, there was a point where, you know, I needed the money and, and, you know, Saturdays was just that extra boost. And, yeah. and, and then as I kind of rose the ladder, I mean, I started to have a family. I was like, I really need the Saturdays back. Same deal. My, that, my, my previous employer was wasn't, wasn't as harsh, but it was yeah. like, well, we got stuff to do. And I'm like, yeah, yeah but th- we're at the point where now we need the new guy to come in and do, yeah. do the Saturdays. Like I did my but, time, you know what I mean? So what started happening with me, what really noticed it is that, I realized that my pa- my kids and my wife watched all these movies at the theater, and I never knew they even went because they didn't yeah. ask me. Anymore. <laughs> they just really—I I wasn't even part of the family anymore. They wouldn't even ask me. They know I was working. Don't even yeah. ask. Me. He's working. That's where it really started. Where I realized I needed—I need to be time. But you know, when you work six twelve Monday through Saturday, you know what you can't do? You can't go to the bank. You can't get a haircut. You can't do anything. No. You can't yeah, do yeah, nothing. yeah. Yeah. You know, so that made it hard as well. You can't, you, you had kind of manage your schedule during a day that you had no time because you finished one call, boom, another call. So you didn't have the time to actually take that break. My favorite was working on contractor trucks. Like that's exactly what I did as a job. And they were 20,000 miles over their oil change. The ball joints were falling out of the truck. And we're like, Hey, can you come in a little earlier for, I got no time. I have, I have absolutely no time. I'm going to drive this thing until it gets towed in. And I like, I I have to get forced five days. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, it's, um, it's crazy. I, I struggle keeping up. I don't even know. I really was in the point where I was I'm like, I need to hire another guy. And then um I put the hall, I put a stop on that. I'm holding off on that right now. Just because I don't know what's gonna go on. I'm waiting to see economy wise if it's something where I can actually do and not worry about it. You know, right now I'm okay, but if I put another body on it, you know, that's gonna take care of everything. It's just going to suck me dry to the point where I'm not I might not be okay. You know, now I now I, I talked to a few other plumbers and they said that 
you know, at, at least in the West Coast, they said that there was a, a shortage of hands and it, it was difficult to to even oh, yeah. fire a, an underperformer. And, you know, just on the fact that even the little amount that they did was still help. And the fact that if they let them go, there was going to be nobody to back it up. Are you seeing that yourself or is oh, there... we've been seeing that for years? Yeah, that's been, that's been an issue for years. You know, the ones who aren't working right now that are looking for jobs, there's a reason why they're looking for, they're looking for jobs and not working. <laughs> yep. It really, and it's really, um, it's a shame. And you, sometimes you stuff to hire those people. The ones who are really good are the ones that are working. You got to steal. And, um, yeah, there is no, there's no out there. There's really very, very few kids that are going to the trades. Um, yeah. Oh my God. I'm hoping it's going to change. I just, it's just, we don't know if it's going to be fast enough. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm 47. What do I have? 15 more years. Actually what? 13 more years. And I'm done. 14 yeah. more years. You know, I'm done. I'm done. Don't see anyone really following. It's well, going to be a, you know, to, to put your mind at ease a little bit. We just came back from a trade school today, man. The plumbing class was packed. So, oh, yeah. um, and, and we met with the landscaping class. We met with the equestrian. the equestrian class. We met with a, yeah. a lot of people. And, and I think that they're, you know, through, and, and, and it's the power of social media. It's the power of, yeah. of putting the right people in place to give the message that it is a lucrative way to earn a living to some degree. There is a lot of flexibility, especially if you get into business ownership. And and I know that there are businesses out there that they're like, I was supposed to be in business for myself and work less, and now I'm working more. But yeah. but besides the point is, is it seems like there has been an upswell, a, a grassroots effort to bring the trades back. And it's people like yourself that kind of yeah. bring the light, you know, bring this the sexiness back to to plumbing. I mean, I don't know how many plumbing manifolds I've looked at. And I'm like, wow, that's it's almost art. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like yeah. Wow. Same with the electricians with the conduit. I mean, it's just unbelievable. And I I think showing that to the younger generation is really speaking volumes. I mean, a lot of guys are like, I want to do that instead of sitting behind a desk. You know what I mean? And it's nice that we're starting to see the manufacturers take that help too as well. Like, I mean, you've seen American plumbing stories, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, that's Fister faucets, right? Yep. Yep. They realize if there's no plumbers, they can't sell faucets. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Simple as that, right? (laughs) They're trying to change it and make it so people can actually want to join the trades, you know, and I think, I mean, Rigid's stepping up as well. A lot of manufacturers want to help and step up and help that because they realize that if there's no trade people, they're not going to sell their products. Yeah. You know, yep. um, and you're going back to social media, I do get a lot of young kids that message me every single day. I respond to everybody. I have this problem. I can't, I can't let my screen see a red dot. I have to answer everybody. It, it kills me if I see a red dot and I ignore it. But no, I respond to everybody and I try to help everybody as much as I can. When, when If I can help them or send the right direction to help them, you know, and I do like posting. I think posting has helped people. I think to see that our trade isn't as bad. I mean, some things I do post are bad, but they're still fun, you mm-hmm. know? So um, yep. I think hopefully people actually see that the trades are fun, you know, whether they choose to do trades or not, they see that it's actually, I mean, there's money to be in a trade and it's, it's still, you know, you, you'll make a great living out of it by far. Oh, yeah. It was a shame. And it doesn't sound like it was your family. And it, it seems like you're very fortunate and it sounds like you'll probably pass that sentiment down to your family. But at, you know, my father was, admittedly said, like, I wish I didn't push you away from the trades. You know, granted I found my way to the trades, but I felt like I was lucky in that journey versus, you know, a lot of our parents said, you know, I want you to go to college. I want you to be better than what I am and come full circle. They're like, man, I wish, (laughs) I really wish I didn't tell my kid not to be a roofer or I really wish I didn't tell my kid not to be an electrician. I was a customer's house this week. So we have a dispatch fee come out, which is $99, right? She had a broken spout on her tub. So I replaced the spout, fixed it, gave it a bill. 
And the first thing she says, wow, that much for that little, that, that, that that's all you were there for? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> and, and she's like, I went to college. And I'm like that. <laughs> I, I, you know, it makes me, I put You're the smile, I don't, I don't show the smile, but it's, in my, it's there. My, the smile is there my, every single time someone says that. Yeah, I mean, know. literally, they, they have a hard time, you know, saying, is you're really not paying for the part, you're paying for the experience. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and, no. Yep. And exactly. the fact that I did it in an hour versus 15 hours means that I have the experience, and yep. unfortunately, you have to pay for the experience. That's why I'm, I'm a strong believer in flat rate. Guys who charge hourly shortchange themselves. I know we just changed the conversation there, but yep, no. Guys who charge yeah. hourly really, really shortchange themselves because if you're really good at a job and you're really fast at a job, the only making making out is the customer, not you. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. You know, you're good at it because you're really good at what you do, and you make it really, really look easy. You should be making more money, not the homeowner. You yeah, know? yeah, but they can get some guy who's horrible at it that takes ten hours. And you do it. Like I said, you do it an hour. Because you're good at it, it doesn't make a difference. It's still the same price. No, they screw know? it up and they eventually end up calling you and then they still yeah. get mad about the price. Yep. Oh, yeah. Because definitely. they paid three times to have it fixed. Yeah. With the kids, are they looking to take over dad's, uh, to dethrone well, dad? I mean, my daughter's 12, my son's 10. Occasionally, my son comes with me on Saturdays. Lately, with lacrosse and his football and everything, it's been a little tougher. Right. But uh, usually, they, they call me and I'm, I'm hoping they at least, uh, if anything, pick up from it at least learn how to work with their hands, you know, at least have a skill, something, Transferable to trade, at least have something, Yeah. you know, I mean, that's ultimately, I mean, it'd be nice, but uh, you know, you never know, you know, but <laughs> all right. Well, yeah. all this work aside, it's amazing. You know what you do, where you've come from and, and where you are now. And it's, it seems like you're going to continue to empower the trades, which is amazing. We need more people like you, but all work aside. I mean, what do you do on your off time? Do you now go to the movies or what's yeah, your, uh, well, when, when there were <laughs> movies to watch, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, we love going to get popcorn to movies. Um, you know, uh, now I'm just enjoying like taking my son to practices. I, yeah. I'm enjoying that. You know, I really don't have any hobbies. Um, to be honest, I, I come home some nights and just watch TV and wife watch TV and I just edit videos. <laughs> you know, and just post them, you know, go back just, out uh, to the garage and reorganize yeah. all your stuff or, or go do a video. So that tool, someone asked me uh, how to do something. I'll do a video just to stir the pot. So it was funny. Cause I, I, I did see somebody the other day. I, I forget who it was, but he said, you know, most people have a hobby. I go home and I'll take tomorrow's job. So I'll take a valve out of a box and, 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 you know, I'll put it together because I know I'm going to use it the next day instead of assembling it on the job yeah. site. He goes, oh, of course, I really enjoy yeah. prepping for the next day. And I'm like, oh, well, I like kicking my feet up. Yeah. <laughs> so. mm. Oh, no, I kick my feet up, too. It's just yeah. it's usually later at night. Like if I come home and it's daylight outside. Yeah. Usually I go clean my truck out. I'll do something. Um, You know, that's usually in the morning. I clean my truck out. But um, it depends. Um, I try to prefab as much as I can as well because it makes my day easier. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, yeah. I, I, and make, especially with the call volume I have, I need to, I need to be in and out. I can't spend an extra hour in that job site. I don't have it, you know. So, yep. how many times do you do, do you realize you open up a box and it's missing pieces, and it's the only part you time. had? And oh, you're like, nowadays, oh. nowadays, all the time. Yeah. So it's better to it's better to uh, to get ready for the day the night before, and then you're like, all right, yeah. I got to go to the plumbing supply store yeah. and pick up this valve again because it's you know missing the pieces. Yep. Or it's banged up or dead. dead yeah. and you can't use it. So we're going to talk about next. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's let's awesome. See, uh, I mean, um, let's see my truck that I might get eventually. <laughs> yeah. 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 So t- tell us about that. Tell us about, uh, tell us about your brand 
choice in trucks and, and what you like, what you don't like and what you're looking to do. Yeah. I basically replaced big red with an orange truck. Okay. okay. Um, so it's going to be a big pumpkin driver around. Um, <laughs> it is, uh, basically the same truck, same box, 2022. It is going to be, um, a bigger door on the side for the jetter and uh, same cab over Isuzu because, um, believe it or not, my truck full size is still smaller than a full size transit. They have, wise. they have the best turning radius too. Sitting yes. over oh that axle, yeah. it's like, and and not only that, you can parallel park because yeah. you can see right down the front of the truck. Oh yeah, you can parallel park. You can make a U turn. You can back in the driveway. You can do whatever <laughs> you want with that truck. It really, it is. It's big, but it's it's not hard to drive. It's actually easier to drive than a car. And and honestly, I can sit in that truck for an hour and drive from a job for an hour and not really pay attention. It's, it's like oh, I'm there. Okay. <laughs> we actually had a hard time repairing the Azusas up here because we just didn't have a really good distributor. So it was. Yeah. As, as much as I, I did like the overall idea of them, it was like we had long downtimes for some of these guys that had them. Yeah, that's why I didn't buy diesel, but gas. <laughs> okay. All right. The gas motor is the Chevy motor. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. So that makes it a little easier, except um, it's still not easy right now, but it is it is what it is. I, I can't wait. I'm working on getting it wrapped. Um, once it comes in, it's going to go from my house to get it wrapped, then fully stock the truck and get it ready for uh for the day, you know, get nice. What are you doing with the other one? It sounds like it kept its value. So you probably sell it more for you. Got it. Yeah. I'm going to sell, I'm going to sell it. It has motor issues. I'm going to be honest about when I sell someone, what it has issues with. Mm-hmm. If I was able to get a motor, I would, I would fix it and keep it, but um, it's not possible. It just, just mechanic can't get one, you know? Yeah. So just, I let it go. I'm just I'm just hoping it lasts until my new truck comes. That's yeah. It. Yeah. That's you know, awesome. It's, it's been every day I get in the truck. I'm like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's been good. It's really been good. That jet truck, um, it's going a year and a half. It basically made me a lot of money in a year and a half. I can't complain. Not yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, you know, so, you know, plus, I mean, everybody sees that red truck. They knew who I am, which is nice. <laughs> I get, I get, I get honked all the time. People wave me all the time, you know, so it's been, nice. it's been good. Nice. Nice. It was unbelievably awesome to get to know you watch a lot of your stuff. And it sounds like you're on the up and up and, and in 15 years, you'll be retired, handing the keys over to, your, to one of your kids. Yeah. Um, Which you but, back there saying, dad, there you go. Yeah, he's, he's like, dad, give me the company now. <laughs> but this no, is the, no, yeah. go ahead. No, he's about the money. That's it. <laughs> yeah, same, same thing. Company money is all the same thing. <laughs> yep, it is. yep. Yep. It is. So. But this is, this is the time of the show. We usually take it for you to, you know, plug anything or, or talk about any of your handles that you have where people can. Yeah. If people want to follow you and get to learn, you know, obviously we know you from the Instagram world, but where should people pay most attention to you if they want to to really learn from you or, or I mean, hit honestly, you up? Or... Uh, I do have a TikTok. That's more, I don't take that page that seriously. <laughs> yep, yep. Why you do all the dances? <laughs> no, I, don't dance. I, I just post what I remember. And yeah. Believe it or not, I have more followers on TikTok than I do on Instagram. Wow. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Almost double, double the amount. Wow. Um, I think I'm like 78,000 there and I really, I don't really put effort. I guess I should put effort. In that page. <laughs> <laughs> um, my main focus right now, to be honest, is, um, I am looking to hire a, uh, a, a apprentice who wants to learn plumbing that has a video background that knows how to edit, edit videos and record me during the day. And, and actually my main focus I want to do next is I want to change my videos to explain my process and why I do it. Cause right now I don't have the time. I do video and post it. And I don't really explain why I did it and why I chose that product and why I chose that tool. I just do it and post it. If someone's recording me, I could just turn and say, this is why I'm doing this way and go back to work, mm-hmm. you know, and then yep. you can edit it, you know? So, um, 
that's my next step. And I want to work. I want to really work on YouTube, get my YouTube page. Hey, up. hey, when you, when you find him, can you introduce him to Jeremy and I, please? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you, yeah, yeah. So um, I was away. I was away in Miami yeah. talking to Roger Wakefield. Oh yeah. And that's what gave me the idea. He says, awesome. He, he hired a bit. I mean, he has what? 500,000 subscribers on, on YouTube. Yeah, wow. yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, and I'm like, that's, I still love doing what I like doing, but I love posting videos. If I can get them better and yep. easier. And I mean, I don't mind editing. I don't mind posting them, but uh, it's just uh, someone has to be there record me. So I can actually t- realize, get the angle of where I'm doing to actually start so and actually say why I'm doing it. You know? Yep. And yep. I don't have that. You know, so, I think it'd be my next step. So you're you know? still in the, in the midtown area, correct? No, I'm in, no, I'm in Jersey. Okay. I'm way in Jersey. You're all way I'm, in Jersey. Oh yeah. I'm in, I'm like 20 minutes from Pennsylvania. So if anybody <laughs> listening is in the Jersey area <laughs> yeah. that has this background, hit George up and yeah. Uh, yeah. shoot him your resume. Find him on the gram or TikTok. Yeah. Or, yeah. George or, plumber. Or show up at his house if you want. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like my, like my, my name's hard to find, right? George the plumber. One word. <laughs> yeah. There's actually a second George the plumber on Instagram too. I, oh, I really? talk, yeah, I think he's at George underscore the underscore plumber. <laughs> Ooh, that's that's tricky. You guys getting any, any battles yet? Or are you guys friendly? No, no, no. I just sent him stick, I just sent him stickers last week. So. <laughs> there you go. Nice, nice. No, 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 there's no battles. To be honest, what social media really has done for us too, which it's we don't really say a lot. It brought a lot of trades together. Yeah. We That's don't really fair. battle and battle each other. I mean, we still have the little meme wars with electricians, but yeah. it's not the same anymore. <laughs> you know, that's just fun. You know, it's not the same what it used to be anymore. Now everybody understands and we all learn from each other. You know, that one little thing they posted might actually help us one day. Well, it's it's interesting too, because you know, now it's giving you the ability to go national. So oh, now yeah. you're connecting with people who have different processes, different technology, and you're like, hey, wait. This is yes. what they're doing on the West Coast, and, yes. and oh I could God. definitely use this in my area. We were watching Russ with the liners and all that stuff coming about, and it it seems like you know now instead of digging trenches and and replacing the cast iron with PVC yeah. and all that stuff, people are doing lining, and it's yeah. cheaper and efficient, and it's less intrusive. And well, it's not cheaper; it's just less intrusive. Less intrusive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be hopefully my my this year's my this year purchase this year. Okay. So, yeah, no, no. And, and, and just, just being able to pass those tricks and those trades on is pretty cool. And, and seeing you yeah. guys go to these different conferences and meeting. Oh up yeah. Is, and we see the stuff because I watched it. I'm like, yeah. oh, I, don't, I, could, I, I never, I, could, I did not exist. I'm, I'm buying it and doing it and trying it. That's it. <laughs> you know, and like you say, if I didn't see, it, I would never bought it. I've never thought of it. I was still been doing it the old way always. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I changed my boilers the way I do, I do it because, um, Dwayne Bond and Eric Silva have been posting their prefabs. I'm like, I'm prefabbing. Yeah. And I, I, you know, then I watch mechanical hub use magnetic separators. I'm like, I'm doing magnetic separators. And then you, I learn from basically what other guys do. And I just go from there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. Awesome. This is incredible, George. That was an hour. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. No, that's long for us. We're, we're yeah. uh, this is great. No, we are, uh, you know, we obviously we've been big, big fans of you since the early days, since our mutual oh, friend Rush, Rush Joe at uh, Quality <laughs> Sewer and Drain told us about you. And yeah. those boots are eight months and they're still working. Oh, <laughs> uh, there, by the way, there you go. Eight months is the, it's funny. Uh, Everyone expects them to last a lifetime. Eight months is the average in the U.S. for all work boots. Oh, my here. God. If I'm happy lasting a pair of boots six, seven months, I am happy. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. it's time. We're going to have to get you into something new. Yeah. Got to get yeah. you going. Yeah, those are my favorite boots. I actually have those in low top as well. 
So, nice, nice. All right. I actually, I actually bought my dad a pair of high tops. So he, we were both wearing them today. I, forgot, I should take a picture. They're both <laughs> covered in cross space dust. I'm like, we should take a picture. We're just like, we're going home. <laughs> awesome, awesome. This was amazing. It was great to get to know you. And, and oh, thank you. This is fun. Sweet, so. sweet. Thank you.